0: You're listening to the Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 81. Today's episode is for those of you who feel like marketing's a big old mystery and you want to know if non-marketing people can actually make a marketing funnel work. My client, Boz from clientrobot.com is a computer programming whiz, which is the opposite of a marketer, right? A computer programming whiz turned entrepreneur who is sharing his journey into creating marketing funnels for his business. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to another great week. Thank you for tuning in to the Marketing Funnel Show and letting this be a part of your week. It really means the world to me to know that you let this show into your iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts um, so that we can share stories, advice, insights, and more. And today I'm really thrilled to bring you an interview with my client Boz, who lives in the UK and runs a um, company called ClientRobot.com. What I loved about working with Boz is that he's the opposite. Of a marketer. But he knew that he needed a marketing system to attract, engage, and convert his audience into buyers, which is why we started working together on his first marketing funnel. Boz has been in business since 2007 when he originally started as a software developer after leaving a really successful corporate job. He, he thought the entrepreneurial road would be much more fulfilling and exciting. Little did he know that the entrepreneurial road would require him to not only be great at what he does, but become a business owner, a marketer, and to use his computer programming skills to grow into a business systems expert. Boz is going to share a lot about his School of Hard Knocks path to his current business focus and success as a profit-first professional. He loves people small business, and systems. And using his lessons, insights, and skills that he gained during his own entrepreneurial journey, which has been mm, 13 years, I guess, Boz now helps amazing people design simple systems to ensure their small business gives them the financial security they desire. I've seen and heard incredible client testimonials from Baz's work. So if you know someone who runs a small business that's really stressing them out, Baz is the person to turn to. He has a talent for taking overwhelming crazy chaos and turning it into simplicity that turns into profit. I'll link to the Client Robot um, homepage on today's show notes, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com Forward slash 81. So let's go ahead and jump into the interview. All right, welcome. Well, Boz, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a bit about you and your business?
1: So, um, yeah, so I help small business owners basically uh, design like a little plan for their business. Um, It comes all the way back from when I was a software developer, so I was all about systems. But now I help them um, just more generally, not just about their software, but about how they run their business themselves with a 12-week program that hopefully ends uh, with a position where their business is financially secure.
0: Now, Boz, I know that you didn't just like stumble into this offer. Like this <laughs> offer is deeply rooted in your own business journey. So how long have you been in business?
1: So I I quit my day job in 2007. Um, and that's when I was working as a software developer. And I thought, well, my managers love me. My The owners of the business love me. My clients love me. And that's the important bit. My clients got on really, really well. So that means if I quit and start up on my own, then I'm going to do okay, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> and I you laugh realize.
0: now, like <laughs> yeah. you laugh now because you've been on this journey. So what actually happened? <laughs>
1: so uh, I was all right for the first couple of years because the technology I was good at uh, was in demand. But then when it um, when it quietened down, um, well, there, there was a little detour where I ended up. Um, me and some friends, we started our own company and we took a load of money uh, from investors, uh, which uh, we ended up spending half a million pounds worth of someone else's money and had nothing to show for it. Um, that taught me quite a valuable lesson about money, uh, one which I've not fully learned, but it's basically they, the investors shrugged off this half a million pounds that we, they spent on us and said, I'll just uh, don't worry about it. We, we give that much money to 20 people and we only expect one of them to make a return. wait
0: what
1: exactly (laughs) and so i was like this is an entirely different world so that that number and it it, i i use that as an example when i'm talking to people about pricing now because that number which you're giving out which you think is the biggest number you've ever seen it's like a grain of sand to someone else so actually you shouldn't be scared of raising your prices but um yeah so i I i we, we did this this thing together with some friends. We spent all this money, and then I went back to working on my own, but I thought, right, I enjoyed working with my friends, so I've got a team together working with me, and that's kind of when all my problems started because yeah. I ended up spending more money than I was making, really.
0: Because you built a team out to um, – because you enjoyed working with other people, but also yeah. you were trying to like build a company, right?
1: Yeah, I wanted to become like the next, well, not, not I didn't want to be massive or anything like that, but I wanted to have something that was sustainable that wouldn't require me to do all the work all the time and meant that I could just concentrate on the bits that I enjoyed. And what that actually, I, I basically got it completely the wrong way around. Um, so I had to come up with a way of managing the team so that we could hand the work out and make sure that it was done to a high enough quality. So I ended up doing lots of project manager type things where I was putting systems in so that, I, I don't know if uh, software developers have a slightly different way of thinking about things to, to other people. So you have to translate stuff from English into technical and then translate it back from technical into English when you're talking to the clients. So I had to put systems in place for them and then I also had, because I was paying their wages, I had to start getting bigger clients for myself, uh, b- bigger and better projects. So I went on this journey about learning about sales processes and things like that. And I was reading all this stuff about how you need to have stages and objection handling. And I put in a CRM system because that's what you're supposed to do. And um, it didn't work for me at all until I had this like revelation where I suddenly realized that it wasn't, The process that was wrong it was the way I was approaching it so I was approaching it with this mindset of how can I get this person to say yes and buy my stuff because I'm amazing buy my stuff and that was entirely the wrong way around so I sat down and thought about it and the clients that I really enjoyed working with they were the ones where we had that quite a close relationship we had a bit of trust between us and so when they asked for something and I pushed back on it they knew that I was doing it because I understood their business and I was doing it for the right reasons, mm. so I started trying to switch my sales process around so that I was asking myself, "Will we work well together in the future?" And if I didn't think that, I was basically doing the objection handling bit up front and saying to and them, with
0: yourself, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you a good fit for me? Am I a good fit for you? Right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and I was saying to them things like, "Oh, if you're wanting this bit of software, you could." Buy something off the shelf and it'll do 80% of what you want. Or you could go to India and get someone to build it for a third the price I would charge you. And by putting those barriers in front of them, obviously a lot of people that were coming through went and went somewhere else. But the ones that stayed, I ended up charging them 10 times what I would, my average price was before. And they didn't even blink an eye at it because they'd already persuaded themselves. And this was like a revelation. It's like actually, sales isn't about sales isn't a sleazy stuff that everyone thinks about it's actually just try to figure out are, am I going to work well with this person or not and that's all i needed to do
0: and how do i bring value to this yeah and absolutely. i know it took you a few years like you know obviously this is a journey that you've been on since 2007 so it's been yeah. a number of years and you were mentioning to me i don't know last week or the week before about this process that you take yourself through now to decide you know, is this even somebody I want to move forward working with? I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's all part of the same thing. It's a, the, it is, are we going to be a good fit? So I, when I get a new client, I ask them to fill out a questionnaire about themselves and that's things like um, how much, uh, what, what are you looking for out of this? So in, in a year's time in an ideal world, Will you be growing your business by a hundred thousand pounds or ten thousand pounds? Because that gives me an idea of budget. But then, more importantly, there's five questions I ask myself about each individual client, and these are really personal questions. Um, and it's um, and they're very subjective. But it's uh, so do I do I connect with the person that I'm talking to? Uh, can i see your purpose in life because actually if you're not driven by something bigger than yourself then probably i'm not going to enjoy working for you um do you enjoy working with other people so a lot of though i'm a software developer there's it's not about the technical stuff it's actually do you like other people in general um, and then there's the, the obvious uh, can i actually make a difference in your life in your business will i Make things better for you, but just as importantly, will you make things better for me will you Will I learn from you, or will I um get something out of this relationship beyond just a, a paycheck at the end of the project? And if someone scores all nos, then I immediately refer them on to someone else. If someone gets three out of five, then it's it's like it's a bit of a, in the balances a way up which of those questions is more important at that time and if someone's five out of five i dive straight in and work with them immediately mm. and i know it's going to work out them
0: yeah and i've heard um like michael port has a book called book yourself solid right mm. i read it a long time ago when i was doing coaching and he talks about this velvet rope policy and so mm. this is like like these questions these five questions are like your velvet rope right and if you don't cross that velvet rope, then there's a big question mark of, should we even work together?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And part of it, it works the other way as well, because if you're if you're saying up front to people, I'm not really sure if I want to work with you, then you're making yourself more desirable just by, by um, the scarcity thing. It's like, yeah, well, what's wrong with me? Why don't you want to work with me? And, yeah, and,
0: and but it's not done with ill intention. No. Like, it's done saying, look, I don't know that I can add value or I don't know that this is the right kind of project for me, but I know somebody else who's better at this, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And and yeah, it's, it's got to be, and again, this comes back to the thing about not being a sleazy salesperson. Is, um, it's got to be a, a win for both sides and it's got to be a, a big win for both sides, really.
0: Yeah. And you know It's really, uh, I love that you're bringing this up and I really am glad that you shared it with me because I think that it can help a lot of people. I know when I was probably in the first like three and a half years of my business or so, I would say yes to pretty much anything that I felt that I could do, regardless of if it's what I wanted to do or if it's what I like to do or if it's what my focus was. And so I don't know about you, but I would find myself like constantly switching, 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 switching between things. And it's like the work would take a lot longer and cost a lot more energy because I would be working on a marketing funnel then I would be working on like a communication plan. And then I would be working on like all these other things. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just narrow this down and focus. Is that kind of where you're process came yeah, from is to focus ab-
1: absolutely and and it's and you, you said energy there as well because that's really important because it's not just about how much it's going to cost you in money and it's not just about how much it's going to cost you in time it's you're constantly thinking you're, you're always firefighting about mm-hmm. stuff because because you're not you're not aligned with what you're doing and and it's really important to get that bit right that's one of the biggest lessons i think that i've learned and I'm still learning it. I'm still not, pretty, I've just had a terrible week because I, I, I took on a client where they had four no's and I thought I'd do it anyway and it's, it's not worked for me. So I'm still learning the lesson. <laughs> yeah,
0: But you know what though? I love that you have the system and that you can go back and go, you know what? I knew better yeah. <laughs> and I just need to trust my system and trust my gut, yeah. right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the things, the advantages of, of putting it out as a system is actually when something does go wrong, you can see where it went wrong and you can you can measure it and you can say, actually, that was the bit that I did wrong. So let's make sure I don't do that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And but without any like roadmap or <laughs> any sort of like guideposts, which I would say your questions are guideposts that yeah. they tell you, you know, yay or nay. Um, without any of that kind of stuff, it's really hard. And yeah. it does become like, sure, you know, I have time, I can do this.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm in a good mood, so I'll do it. Or yeah. I'm in a bad mood, so I won't do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. And you know what? It I, I'm really thankful that you're sharing the transparency of this too, because it is a learning journey. And there yeah. are different times where somebody comes in and it's a referral and you feel like, okay, this person that referred them, like, I really like them and I want to keep them happy. So, I'm going to say yes to this, maybe even though I should say no. And we just have to keep learning these lessons until we get to a place where it's like, my velvet rope is no longer a rope. Like, it's a wall. Like, yeah. you got to make it through or you're out. The right?
1: Yeah. I hope you're good at climbing, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly, or have a big sledgehammer or something. Um, Well, and so through this whole process, I know um, cash flow has been a really important piece of being able to run your business. Like you said, you had teams, like I know you have a team now. Um, and, And cash flow can be a really tough thing for many business owners, and it can really stop us from hiring help from you know really getting systems in place that support our business for growth. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about you know your your journey and, I don't know getting your arms around your cash flow. Yeah.
1: So um and that's so that's so I had this team and I didn't realize it, this and it sounds stupid but I didn't realize I was losing money every month. So I was paying It doesn't out of sound
0: stupid Boz. <laughs> Honest to goodness, I would say almost every business owner unless they're an accountant yeah. or like a money coach, most of us don't pay the attention we should to that. So let's just put it out there like you're in the <laughs> massive majority if that's you, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was, I was paying out all this money and wages. I was getting money back and I was like, oh, so it doesn't quite add up, but I'll make it up next month. And it never did make up next month. Um, and I sort of, I knew there was a bit of a problem. It was like in the back of my head, but I wasn't sure what it was. So I went on audible and I just started looking for business books about money basically. And I found this one called profit first by a guy called Mike Mikhailovitz. um, downloaded it, started listening to it. He's really, really entertaining. I've, I've not, um, when you, when you hear him do the audio book, uh, he keeps on going off on little tangents, like when I was writing this, such and such happened, and that's why I put this in, and stuff like that. So all this stuff that isn't in the normal book, you get to hear him talk, and he's got a really nice, easy manner with the way he speaks. But the point of the book was it's it's a really it's a classic principle. You hear it all over the place, which is pay yourself first. Uh, so that, so ultimately, uh, your, your standard business accounting is sales minus um, expenses equals profit. Mathematically, if you switch it around, it's exactly the same, but sales minus profit equals expenses. Psychologically, it's completely different because what you're doing is you're putting your expenses last and putting your profit first. And if you pay yourself first, firstly, you're making sure that you, as the most important person in the business, gets paid. Uh, you're also looking after your tax and all that kind of stuff as well because you can't really avoid tax. Um, but also, by putting your expenses last, you then immediately notice if you're spending more than you should be because your bank balance will be empty and there's no way around it. And um, so Mike, in his book, he tells you this particular system, this method for following profit first. Um, And I thought, oh, yeah, I can shortcut that. I'll do it this. Uh, He's got all these warnings saying, do not do this, do not do this, do not do this. And I thought, oh, I'll just do that. And so I took one of his shortcuts that he told me not to do, and it didn't work for me. And then I revisited it a year later when the financial system was getting, the situation was getting a bit worse. And then I thought, like, right, this time I'm going to do it properly. And it was amazing. In, in three months, I was making a profit from making a loss all the time. And within six months, I was paying myself a quarterly bonus, which was like a revelation to me. And it wasn't a huge bonus. I just had, had bought myself a nice lunch but it was the the fact that I'd gone from making this loss to being in a position to buy myself a nice lunch on top of what I normally paid myself as well. And that was absolutely amazing. And because it was so transformative, for not not for the business as a whole, but for me as a business owner, in terms of feeling confident about where I was and what I was doing, I then signed up with Mike. Uh, So he's got a program called Profit First Professionals, which is exactly about helping people get that, get over that first hurdle, the bit that I thought oh, I like could shortcut. Well, you can't shortcut it. So uh, that's what I, I, I'm trying to do with people now is helping them get that cash flow sorted out so they can have that same transformation
0: that I had. Yeah, because it really is a system, right? Yeah. I love that you tried to break the system first because you're like, <laughs> let me see if I can find all the shortcuts and I'm sure... You know, it's probably what makes you good at helping others put this profit first system in their business now. But, um, but it really is a system of yeah. really um, setting up systems and controls so that you can make sure that you can pay your bills.
1: Yeah. And none of it's actually that complicated. That's the thing. Each individual step is very, very simple. You just need to make sure you follow through with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and plan ahead. Like, I know, uh, one of your I don't know if it was, a, I think it was a blog post that you did where you talked about planning for a vacation. So yes. a lot of people like to take the summer off, right? And have yes. some time, it's nice weather, the, you know, families are out, like, it's a time where we like to go on vacation. And you're like, instead of just not working for that period of time <laughs> and not making money, you know, plan ahead and and yes. have this profit first planning piece which is super simple but it's yeah. just a matter of systematically thinking about how do i let my business keep working for me even when i'm off having fun yeah
1: or if if not then how do i make sure that i've got enough reserves there so it can deal with the fact that i'm away for three weeks or four weeks or however
0: long yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> well clearly you're in the uk because in the us we're like, Oh, boy, I, I think I could get away for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know many people that are, like, you know, gallivanting around for four weeks, but that would be that amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My wife wants to do six weeks. I'm like, yeah, that's not probably not going to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I did that one year uh, when I was when I had like two years of vacation saved up in my corporate job and I was like some (laughs) of this before I lose it. And it was glorious and crazy. Um,
1: Corporate jobs, you get holidays and when you work for yourself, you don't. So you need to put that, that provision in place.
0: Yeah. To make sure, because, okay, let's, let's just talk about this for a minute because if you never have time away from your business, it will suck the life out of you. (laughs)
1: yeah absolutely and
0: it'll make you not very creative not very engaging not very personable because it's just like this thing owns me day in and day out and I can never leave it
1: I used to have this thing where my heart would sink when one of my clients rang me up because I just want to, I didn't want them to give me any more work it was like I, I don't want to be doing this and yeah you need to have that break so that you can come back at it refreshed and and enjoy what you're doing
0: yeah well and that's part of the reason why you really dove into profit first as well right it's because you wanted to get away from some of that work that wasn't as fulfilling to you anymore yeah yeah. and and
1: i i I love the software stuff but i don't want to do it all the time
0: yeah (laughs) because it sucks the life out of you right (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so so now you know switching gears a little bit um i'd love to just talk about so now that you have this Focus for your business. Why did you want to get a marketing funnel in place for it?
1: So there's um there's two parts one of the core reasons is I've always had trouble explaining what I do to people and one of the things you've always spoken about is taking people on a journey from where uh, where they are now to Realizing that actually my service will be of great benefit and value to them so that that was part of it so it's that it's A lot of people, again, it comes back to the sales process thing, which is a lot of people try and dive in and sell stuff too soon. And that's why you come across as like that pushy, unpleasant, foot in the door kind of person. And if you take your time over it and you wait till the the client is ready, then it makes uh, makes everything much easier. Because ultimately that, what they call the closed bit of the the process, uh, you don't want to be persuading someone. You want all the persuasion to have already happened by that point. And if you can, and so yeah, putting a funnel in place takes people through that, that slow process at at their own pace, which is really, really important.
0: Yeah. And I know, so we, you built a funnel, we initially built a funnel for a different offer uh, and then we decided to switch and I was shocked at how fast, like I was thrilled to be honest, at how fast you were able to just lay this out because you understood, okay, here's where they are and here's where I want to take them and I know the journey I want to take them on. So I'd love for you to talk about, because uh, the first time took a little bit longer, but the yeah. second time I swear you had this funnel in place in like a week and a half, <laughs> or maybe less, I don't know. It seemed like overnight, I'm like, wait, what? You have a whole new funnel? Like, I love this.
1: Well, part of it's, um, yeah, because I'm a systems guy, so I think in terms of systems. So you told me what the system needs to do and I basically built it.
0: You ran off uh, and did it, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it, it is it's it's and it was yeah it, it needs to start very gently and lead people in but then end on an offer and and that's kind of and that was kind of the thing but part of it the offer bit's really important as well because people need to feel like they've got permission to get in touch if you're leading them through really gently then they quite often don't want to actually get in touch with you whereas if you say and now i'm ready for you then they'll, 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 they'll get in contact which is something I'd never even thought of before, which, which is quite a revelation. I yeah.
0: I mean, that's great. And I would also like you to talk, cause I know you would do a lot of in-person stuff. Like yeah. you're really active in the area where you live in the UK and, um, and so you go to a lot of networking meetings and you have a lot of local connections. And I'd like for you to talk a little bit about how, the system's thinking about your funnel, how it's helped you to message in person even.
1: So, yeah, so it's, um, again, I'm thinking, uh, I I used to, uh, you talk about the the levels where uh, someone's at level one and they're ready to buy and level five, they don't even know anything at all.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I was, when I was in person networking, I kept on meeting people who knew they had a problem but weren't sure what the solution was or were ready to, to choose, the, the, they knew what solution they wanted and just wanted a supplier for it. And at both those stages, when I was talking to them face-to-face, I couldn't get my message across because either they didn't understand what I was talking about because they weren't ready for it, or they'd already decided what the solution was going to be and mine wasn't a perfect fit for it. Whereas now when I talk about them, I, I'm talking about them before they even know that, that the solution exists. So I'm just talking about their problems and then... I've got this funnel that I can take them into. So it says, oh, don't worry about it. You can get this free download and that will teach you what you need to know, what your possible next steps are. And so it's that really nice gentle thing and I'm talking to them where they currently are uh, in words that they understand, which I wasn't doing before I was talking. I thought I was being quite plain and simple, but actually I was talking above their heads and now I'm talking at the right level for them and I can leave them with something that then gradually takes them through the rest of it. Yeah. And to me when they're ready.
0: And you know, I thank you for talking about that because the whole levels thing, which is something that I teach my clients and it's in Build Your Funnel Bootcamp. But basically like there's five levels of customer awareness. Mm. People who are at a level five, they have no clue that there's even a problem. Like they're just, mm. they don't even want to hear about it. right? And so it sounds to me like you've gone from maybe like level two, level one, where you're trying to talk about why your offer would help them back down to level four, where you're saying, tell me a little bit more about that problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and,
1: um, yeah, absolutely. And, and it, it comes down to uh, tell, tell me a little bit about why you're worried, why you're staying up at night. That's it. It's, it's not, there's nothing technical there. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I can't sleep at night because I'm worried about my business finance or whatever it is, it's so it's, it's talking in really simple language that's hitting buttons that people have that, that yeah. are people are aware of
0: yeah or i'm worried because i you know my kids getting ready to go off to college and i'm not sure how we're going to fund it or yeah. i, I want to take a vacation and i don't know how <laughs> like it's again it's super simple plain speak yeah. and all roads can lead to what you do yeah. <laughs> but you got to meet them there first, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. My favorite one is because it happened to me was the desperately answering emails on my phone while my child was in the school play and not, not paying attention to the school play because I was worried about that. And that's, it's, it's a horrible situation to be in. And so many of us have been in that situation and it's, it's it doesn't have to happen. But yeah, you, you, I have to talk about how it feels to be in that situation and not talk about how a system will fix it.
0: Yeah, that's right. And, and again, so many of us who are experts and we love what we do, like you love systems yeah. probably more than anyone I know other than my husband who is an engineer. <laughs> like he, he's a systems engineer at Microsoft and he, that's all he does is think about systems, right? Um, and, and it would be easy for you to just say, okay, look, here's how we would fix it. Right. And you could just like draw it out or, you know, sketch it on a piece of paper or whatever. But then people's eyes start glazing over and they're like, I don't know what you're doing. Like this just seems too hard. Right. But when you meet and you're like, yeah, I've been there. Like Mm -hmm. there was this time where my daughter was in the play and I'm, Frantically answering emails because a project's going sideways and my team members aren't there and you know, whatever yeah. And they're like, yeah, you get it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like it might not be the exact same situation, but you get you've been there too So how'd you get out of it? And it yeah. opens the door for a lot more Real connection and conversation.
1: Yeah, and and it's the conversation. That's the thing isn't it because that's that's what leads people through and gets them to trust you and, and trust that Actually, because I've been there, I've got a solution that might you might you might not be ready for it yet, but there is a, there is a way out. There is a yeah. way at the end of the sun.
0: Because you've been there and you're no longer there. Like, yeah. clearly you're not frantically on your phone, like, I'm <laughs> yeah. texting as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, not 100% of the time. No, I wouldn't say I'm perfect yet, but I'm getting better, and that's part of the thing as well. Because quite often as well you 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 meet these i've I've seen met loads and loads of business coaches over the last six months or whatever and and they come across as like they fixed all their own problems and now they're going to fix yours and that puts me off as well just as much it's like yeah so uh, actually i can't relate to you because everything's already perfect if if that makes sense
0: (laughs) yes Yes, it does. Um, it made me think of the Lego movie song, Everything is Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, we're not going to look at any other problems because everything's awesome. Yeah. Um, I won't sing, do you? Because that would be really painful. <laughs> so just thinking back to your first funnel so that one yep. took us a little bit longer right because you're learning the system and you're learning mm-hmm. about how you want to talk about it and there's just some things what concerns did you have as you were building it or even before you started building a funnel
1: so um one i wasn't sure what i was doing uh, so <laughs> obviously it was, it was all kind of new to me building all this stuff the stuff i had done before have been a waste of time because I've read oh you need to do this and then I went off in one direction and then oh and you need to do this and I went off in a completely different direction so it was nice to to have some direction and, and strategy behind what I was doing um, but also I didn't want to spend a fortune on getting all these new leads in and then finding out that they were they were useless leads so again having the the, the internal questionnaire kind of thing Meant uh, is useful on that side of things because when people come through, I can start evaluating them and saying, right, well, actually, do I want to keep going through this? And I was, I was worried about that, uh, that sort of, yeah. What, what if I suddenly get overwhelmed with loads of stuff I don't want?
0: Kind of yeah, which is a good problem to have. I mean, um, <laughs> it, I mean, it's good to vocalize that because so a lot of people are worried about that. Like, what if I yeah. suddenly get overwhelmed, or what if I? all this time and money and then you know I'm attracting the wrong people or whatever and we we did spend some time and some money and we found some things that didn't work right
1: and and that's and unlike before before I started working with you when I spent a load of money on Facebook ads or whatever and it didn't work I didn't have any learning from it i didn't take anything away from it it was just like well i tried that i don't know what to do now whereas all this stuff we've gone through over the last few months i've 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 got a better understanding of what does work now because we've tried this and that's not worked so we'll try it we're just changing direction slightly each time before i was going like 180 each time and going completely the opposite direction And it meant that I couldn't figure stuff out. Whereas because we've done it slowly and methodically and strategically, it meant that when something doesn't work, we can figure out which bits of it did work and then move in that right direction, which is really, really useful.
0: Yeah, and and also... You know, what I really appreciated about you is that you were willing to be that strategic, like you were willing to try things. And when something would kind of work, we would say, okay, that's a clue. Like this is getting us on that path. And when things didn't work, I would say, okay, clearly that's not the message that we want, or that's not the approach, or that's not the audience, whatever we were testing. Um, And one thing that I really appreciated about you is that You wanted no part of video when we first (laughs) started working together, right? Like zero part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, you would tell me these stories about what happened when you were meeting with people in person. And I'm like, "Pause, we got to get you, like, we need people to interact with you. Because you ooze credibility and trust um, without trying. Like, this is not something that you're putting on, right? And so I know the first time I I kind of nudged you hard <laughs> to do some video and you were like, oh gay. Okay. But now you're like on fire. You're throwing out videos left yeah. and right. Right?
1: Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm trying to do one every at least one every week now. And I'm doing videos for my clients that so show them stuff and and yeah, and doing uh, when we were doing the funnel there was bits that there were pages that I thought actually this needs a bit more impact, so I'm just gonna record a video and mm-hmm. uh, put that in there. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting better at it.
0: <laughs> you are, you are, and and it's authentic to you, like I, I know people hate that word authenticity, but it's you, it's you showing up, you're not like following some script that I give you, it's you talking from the heart, and I think that that's part of what makes it work too. Um, And you also started a podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was going, wow, you know, uh, suddenly you're Throwing down videos and rolling out podcasts and all this kind of stuff. So, what's the name of your podcast, so people can? So find the
1: you? podcast is called "Don't Panic: The Really Small Business Show," and it's called "Don't Panic" because the same thing that everyone or so many of us have been there, where we're just completely overwhelmed and we're like, "Actually, I'm just going to start looking at the jobs pages because I can't deal with this anymore." And actually, you don't need to panic. All you need to do is sit down and think about it and come come up with a strategy to get out of there and it's generally not hard, but when you're overwhelmed, you can't think of that strategy.
0: Yeah, that is so true. And one thing that I really love is that you've taken the learnings from your funnel. So some of the things that didn't work and some of the things that we were getting clues that it was working, and you've put it into your show and you've put it into the content that you're creating, right? So that you are getting closer and closer to the message that you know that your audience wants.
1: (laughs) It's kind of so I, I used to do a daily post, daily email. And now when I look back on them, I'm kind of embarrassed by them because they were all, again, they were all off in every single direction, whereas everything I'm doing now is very, very focused. This is the message I want to get across. This is where we're going. This is what I can do for you. This is why you might want to speak to me. And they're, they're, they're all heading in the same direction. So thank you very much for that. It's made a massive difference.
0: Well, and I, I mean, thank you for, for acknowledging, but you know, it's been you too of being willing to stay focused and on message. And it's powerful when you get that way because then people know what you're about, right? Yeah. And look, I've done the random acts of marketing stuff too, where it's like, you know, whatever pops up, I'm going to talk about. I've done that in my past too. I think almost every business does. But yeah. when you get focused and you say, okay, these are the things that I'm really talking about because these are the things that my audience really cares about. Yeah. Um, it can help you just get on, like suddenly people say, Oh, I know what Vaz is all about. Like, (laughs) this is what he's talking about. This is what he's offering. Like it's easy to recommend him or to send referrals your way now. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and part of it, again, it comes down to that thing of being able to explain what it is I do in a way that makes sense to people and then once i've got that figured out in my own head then i can i can repeat this the same thing out to other people so they can understand it easier as well
0: yeah so was your biggest aha in the funnel was it really just staying focused on the problems and on the message um
1: yeah no actually so because oh. i'm because i'm a software developer uh, when i when i quit my day job my dream was always to build a software as a service thing So, and I was always inspired by Basecamp. I know the the project management system Mm -hmm. and part of that is because as a software developer, you don't have to talk to anyone. You just get people signing up and you make money every month. Um, But actually the the thing that's really, really come out of this is yeah, it's actually, it's all about me and I I need to get out and talk to people and put myself out there and there's no hiding behind a screen and, and texting people actually it's all about the conversations I can have, which I was always scared to do before, but I'm not scared to do that now. And that's why I'm doing the videos and all that sort of thing.
0: That's interesting. Do you do you know what shifted or why you're not scared anymore?
1: No. <laughs> it's
0: just a, a part of...
1: You, you've, you've been telling me all this time that I need to, to, to go out and speak to people, which is part of it. And part of it is... Um, yeah I can see that I can tie together what I do with the face-to-face networking because I get a good response face-to-face networking and I wasn't getting one online I was like I don't really see why what's different it's my still my voice when I'm writing an email to someone but actually I think yeah maybe it is something about the way I carry myself or my actual physical voice rather than the way I write that that makes a difference I don't know but that's yeah I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm involved in, in in a very personal way in all the stuff i do going forwards now
0: and i also wonder if it's just being clear instead of talking to like the big great unknown you are really clear on the problems that you're talking about and so it's really easy for you to like think about because i always say okay tell me about a client who you did this with or <laughs> tell me about a situation where you were talking with somebody like let's really ground it in a specific <laughs> person and I almost wonder if that helped you just have that clarity even more because you're like, okay, Absolutely. I loved this client.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, yeah, that, that's, that's part of the, uh, Again, and it's, it's a confidence and a mindset thing to some degree because, yeah, when I, when I relate it, but when you make me relate it back to a particular client, I feel very confident about talking about it. If mm-hmm. I'm talking in the general, then it's just the person I am. I'm not, not as confident about it. So that probably comes across in, in how I present myself.
0: So, I think that's a huge aha. I know it's an aha I had for myself as well, which is why I have such a laser focus with clients and students like who is a person that you've talked to this about? What, like let's ground <laughs> it in something real because it made a huge difference for me too. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um so now that you have this funnel in place, I'd love for you to talk about cuz like you're contemplating things that you never would have done before. I'd love for you to talk about maybe your strategy for getting people to you know engage with it now.
1: So um, I'm still doing lots and lots of face-to-face stuff but as I say I talk to them talk to people about where they're at now. And then I bring them into the funnel. So I've been playing around with, um, like, we, like you suggested the other day, I actually set up the, the lead digits thing so people can text in. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and um, and it's all, when I look back on it, every time I was talking to someone, I was doing that salesperson thing, of going in too fast. So now I'm just going to let it go really, really slowly. I'm going to do a load of stuff. The, the stuff I'm doing online is much more... Um, uh, it's more it's a bit softer so it's like stuff that you I'm just gonna have stuff that you can just post out there uh, like the, the little a to Z and money thing that I've been doing um and stuff like that so it's just so that people can just get to know me at a slower rate at their own pace rather than, than uh, sort of diving in too quickly which is what I was doing before
0: yeah yeah going straight from like hi nice to meet you let's get married to <laughs> like let's get to know each other right absolutely yeah (laughs) i love it and then also um you're going to be going on some local big shows and like there's a lot of stuff that you're doing too yeah yeah.
1: so um yeah again uh, and it's part of this idea that if for me to Come across right to other people, then they need to they need to speak to me. So I'm going on local radio shows and local podcasts, and I'm co- going out contacting other people who do podcasts in similar areas, so I can get out there because um, it's part of the, the way I speak is obviously something that's that's appealing to people. So I have to make use of it, really.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. So if you were to talk to somebody who was. <laughs> like not in love with marketing. <laughs> so, I can't imagine somebody less in love with marketing than maybe a software developer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if you were to talk to somebody who really wanted to grow their business and I mean, truly your desire to grow your business comes from wanting to help people. I yeah. know the client testimonials that you have, they're raving about you. They <laughs> love you. Um, so if you were to talk to them about building a funnel And building a funnel in a way that's, that's personalized. So it doesn't feel like you're just shoving them through a sales system, but that you're really developing this relationship with them. What would you, you know, especially if they were considering working with me, what would you say to them?
1: Well, if it was a software developer, it's really easy, which is actually it's not airy-fairy, hand-wavy stuff. This is testable, measurable, scientific things that you're doing because we're going to come up with a strategy and we're going to see, hypothesize and see if it works, measure the results. And if it doesn't work, then we'll adjust the strategy accordingly so for software developers that's a win straight there
0: um, <laughs> yeah th- there's no like we're going to wave some magic wand and make fairy dust happen <laughs> yeah. that's not what happens in funnels <laughs> to be honest
1: <laughs> but uh, for non software developers it is it's exactly that it's the the it's the slowing down and taking people through that journey And part of the reason that people will get put off from, from buying from you is because if you dive in too early, then you're going to put them off. It's going to get their backs up. And so this by almost by certainly the bits that uh, the funnel that can be automated or that are taken out of your, your hands or whatever, it forces you to slow down. You can't, you can't dive in too early. You can't um, jump in and annoy someone. And, because you've got a strategy, and it comes back to that whole thing right at the start, which is once you've got a strategy, once you've got a system in place, each individual step that you take is really, really easy. So you don't have to worry about it. You don't, you're not um, waking up in the morning going, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You're waking up in the morning going, right, I've got these three things. These people are at this stage in the funnel. So I give them, I don't know, I email them this or I send them a brochure or I do whatever it is. But you know what's what, what follows, what step follows what step. So it's nice and easy for you. And it's
0: nice and gentle for them nice now I know people are probably thinking like I'd love to know how you got your arms around your cash flow how you started paying yourself a quarterly bonus and making a profit after you know losing money so if they wanted to come find out about profit first and really to experience the funnel that you created on your own like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we worked together on the first one, but this one you did all on your own. I'd love for you to tell them where they can get that.
1: Also, uh, my website is clientrobot.com. And if you want a free copy of the core chapters of Profit First, I'm authorized to give that away, which is clientrobot.com slash bookdownload.
0: Book download. And is book download all one word or is there a dash between? Uh, It's it's
1: hyphenated book.
0: Okay. Uh, So I'll make sure to link to that in today's show notes. So if you're on the go, you can just go to your podcasting app and you can click on it. Um, But Boz, thank you so much for coming on and um, and really sharing your story. I love how open and honest you are about all this stuff. And I really, really appreciate you sharing with us today.
1: Thank you very much.
0: So, what about you? Do you have a deep desire to create a marketing funnel that feels really connected and personalized for your audience? Are you looking for a system to take random acts of marketing that you're doing, working really, really hard on, and turn them into a way to engage and attract your buying, buying audience? Then I'm going to invite you to hop on over to Take your own marketing funnel quiz. It's at Michelle Evans.com forward slash quiz, and I'll link to, to it in today's show notes. You can get it on your podcasting app or directly on the marketing show.com forward slash eighty one. And as you were listening to this, did you think of someone who could use these insights about creating their first marketing funnel? If you can think of someone who could use this, would you do both of us a favor and share this episode with them? It's super easy to do from whatever podcasting app you're listening on, or you could just share the URL for today's show, which is themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 81. And your friend can listen right there on their computer. All right. Have an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place on another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. See you then.